From the Capitol in Madison, this is WIS Politics Midday. Hi everyone, I'm Jeff Mayers from WISPolitics.com. Here with Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. Joined today by Adam Kelnhofer. Adam's a reporter for WISPolitics.com who follows the congressional delegation in Wisconsin. Big news this week, Adam, Ron Kind, longtime Democratic congressman from the 3rd Congressional District along the Mississippi River in southwestern Wisconsin, says he's not running again for re-election. About uh, his reasoning and um, and uh, what's going on there? Well, he said, you know, he just is pretty tired of running again. He said he's all out of gas, basically, which is kind of a surprise. He is the uh, longest serving House member in Wisconsin. Um, he's been serving that district for 24 years now. So it looks like his opponent, uh, Derek Van Orden, running under the Republican flag, is going to have a, a better shot at taking that seat away from Democrats as he only lost the last election by uh, just a handful of points. So, um, and, and that district has actually been trending red over the last few election cycles. Uh, Donald Trump won that area by a pretty slim margin in 2016, and then won it by a slightly better margin uh, in 2020. So Republicans are definitely picking up some votes in that area. And that could mean a pretty disastrous election for uh, Democrats next election. Yeah, I mean, uh, this district has been the only real true swing district in Wisconsin. You know, uh, usually uh, incumbents uh, um, uh, are managed to get reelected in Wisconsin very easily, the congressional incumbents. Kind has really been uh, battling it here. Uh, you know, in, in the last election, and then the prospects coming up um, are also uh, tough because, uh, you know, he's one of a, um, uh, one of the targeted districts. Republicans are hoping to get the House back, and um, this seat is crucial to their effort to do that, uh, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is uh, a major thing, uh, and then the lines could even become less advantageous for Democrats during the redistricting process, uh, which is uh, starting to heat up now. So uh, Van Orden, uh, he's a former Navy SEAL. Um, he's not without controversy, but uh, you know he uh, did pretty well fundraising and, and campaigning in uh, 2020. And as I said, here he is, uh, you know, poised, uh, you know, to uh, get a lot of Republican support this time around. What, who, who are some of the names that could uh, run for Democrats uh, next year? Right now, we're looking at State Senator Brad Paff, who is actually a former aide for KIND, and he's also the former Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection Secretary. Um, we're also looking at uh, Rebecca Cook, who's from Eau Claire. She's a business owner. She owns Red's Mercantile, which is a home goods and accessories store. Uh, geared towards women. So those two are definitely some front runners, but I, I'm guessing there's going to be at least a few other candidates to put their name in the hat before all of this is over. But before that election comes, Kine said there's still work to do. Now I'm not done. 
We've got 16 months to go. I'm going to uh, break the tape, as they say. I learned that phrase here at Roosevelt, running sprints. Uh, we've got a virus we have to defeat. We have an economy to rebuild. We have global climate change that needs desperate action at all levels. We have voting rights that need protecting. Hard to imagine in 21st century America that we're still talking about the protection of one of our most basic rights, the right to vote, and what's being done to roll that back and curtail that uh, today. So there's plenty of work uh, that's going to keep me busy uh, for the remaining 16 months. Yeah, I would say, you know, Brad Path seems to be, uh, you know, a state Senate district uh, encompasses a lot of a congressional district. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, he's been and I think if you were looking for somebody who would be easy for kind to endorse, it would probably be Brad Path. But we'll see um, how that goes. Uh, you know, I guess the good news for Brad Path is he could run and not have to give up his seat, his state Senate seat. So Democrats would probably like that idea since. Uh, Democrats are in the minority in the state legislature. So let's go uh, talk about, give an update on the infrastructure uh, bill. Last time we did uh, midday, we talked about the infrastructure measures, the hard infrastructure package versus the soft infrastructure package. There was uh, uh, some major Senate votes this week. How did it shake out? Uh, well, we had some bipartisan votes and some partisan votes, uh, at least on the infrastructure package, there was one of each. So the hard infrastructure bill passed the Senate. Uh, that's the $1.2 trillion hard infrastructure bill. Uh, it passed in a 69-30 vote with Senator Baldwin supporting it and Senator Johnson opposing it. Um, so there's your partisanship in Wisconsin. And the other larger partisan vote came with the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package that cleared the Senate and allowed Senate committees to kind of uh, take advantage of the framework created and really narrow down some of those spending uh, proposals. That reconciliation package cleared a Senate vote in a 50 to 49 vote. Um, that was a partisan vote, obviously. Uh, that's important because the bipartisan infrastructure bill needed a majority vote, needed a 60 vote advantage to clear the Senate, while the reconciliation package really only needed uh, a basic 50 vote advantage. So it got it and uh, Democrats uh, pushed that through the Senate. We can yeah, now those are both on to the, the House of Representatives controlled narrowly by Democrats. So we'll see how those fair and then Senate committees, as I understand it, have until September 15th to fill in the gaps, fill in the framework uh, provided in the reconciliation bill. But but that just talking about the hard infrastructure bill, this is something that President Biden worked very hard on to have a bipartisan uh, measure. Um, there's a lot of money in there for um, traditional infrastructure, roads, bridges, but there's also some Interesting things you wrote about in DC rap that's uh, uh, that's out now about uh, you know there's broadband in there there's a lot of clean energy items uh, talk about some of the maybe uh, less traditional infrastructure items that are in yeah so on the broadband front we know we've we've seen broadband be a really hot topic in Wisconsin for quite a while now this whole year we've seen. Uh, both Republicans and Democrats throw up hundreds of millions of dollars in proposals uh, to 
spend on broadband and expand broadband for rural communities in Wisconsin. However, we've only seen Evers uh, dole out $100 million for broadband so far from federal uh, COVID-19 relief packages. And that's where this infrastructure bill comes in. It allocates uh, at least $100 million for broadband expansion for Wisconsin. And Wisconsin would also have the chance to compete with other states for even more money for broadband expansion. But uh, Jeff, I think it's important to point out that the $100 million minimum for broadband expansion is pretty much just a baseline for every other state that needs broadband expansion in the United States. So it's not like the uh, U.S. Senate really singled out Wisconsin here to you know, improve our broadband. This is just a general nationwide thing. And another uh, less traditional infrastructure item was uh, $79 million to expand electric vehicle charging networks across Wisconsin. And that comes at a time when Foxconn in southeastern Wisconsin is working out a deal with uh, hybrid electric vehicle manufacturer Fisker, who is famous for making the Fisker Karma. They're working together to produce an electric vehicle in Wisconsin in the future. There have been some issues with that, uh, with those negotiations uh, recently. Fisker wants to make sure that they can sell their cars uh, factory direct to customers, which Wisconsin's law does not allow. And this EV charging network funding also comes at a time when the United States Postal Service has signed a 10-year contract to produce about 165,000 electric and non-electric mail carriers made by Oshkosh Defense up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So there are some more specific details on the infrastructure package and some context. All right. So uh, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Oshkosh, uh, voted against the hard infrastructure bill. He's also been very aggressive in his rhetoric uh, about uh, Republicans abandoning their principles in in uh, in what he calls, I think, uh, uh, Green Deal Part One, um, explain a little bit more about uh, that and his uh, his letter on the uh, debt ceiling. Uh, yeah, he is very much against raising the debt ceiling to start off. Um, he also, in that Green New Deal context, he was. He was saying that Republicans should have supported his plan to spend about $700 billion from the last $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package from the federal government. He said that $700 billion would have been enough to spend on hard infrastructure, at least what he considers hard infrastructure. And he's not opposed to infrastructure spending in general. He said he really just wants to make sure that the spending is on the right areas, you know, like traditional infrastructure, roads, bridges, things like that. And he also wants to make sure it's paid for. That was one of his main criticisms of this $1.2 trillion bill. He said it just is not paid for. It's going to raise taxes, or at least, you know, the government's going to have to raise taxes to pay for it. And there's about $250 million that just is not funded in the bill. And he really wants to see that funded. 
Yeah, well, I think my position would have been a winning position from a standpoint of a public perception. Yeah, but you know, we are also told this thing is going to be completely paid for. Now we're finding out, no, the CBO says right. it's going to cost about $256 billion in additional deficit spending. Uh, again, I, I can't right. explain uh, you know, what my colleagues are, are, you know, why they're supporting this thing. Uh, I, I wish they weren't. I wish we were standing pat. And like, like I say, what's going to happen is that the amount of money that's being pulled out of this for real infrastructure, and there is some real infrastructure spending going on in this bill, but that money's being pulled out of Bernie's budget, which is leaving a hole for them to fill with new entitlement spending. And again, that's what's going to happen in this $3.5 trillion uh, budget package. We should note that uh, Ron Johnson has yet to formally say if he's uh, running again for uh, another six years uh, next year, um, although he's um, acting very much like a candidate, but we'll keep tabs on that also. So thank you, Adam Kelnhofer, reporter for WISPolitics.com. I'm Jeff Mayers from WISPolitics.com, signing off for Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. This has been WISPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.